everybody and welcome to the third episode of the Birding Life Youth Podcast. My name is Chris and I'm the host. Tonight I am so excited that we've got an awesome young birder by the name of Joel Roddy. He's going to share some awesome stories and I just can't wait to chat to him. So, welcome Joel. Hi Chris, great to be here. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, uh, are you some amazing scientist or are you the next David Attenborough or, or what what are you like what do you like not I'm, not I'm not like that by any means um I'm, I'm just a, a 19 year old birder um birding is my my main passion my main hobby I also really enjoy just nature in general um recently I've gotten more into butterflies um, and it's been great to learn more about those but you know, my main hobby and passion is birds and birding. Um, I do also enjoy this more scientific side of things, but it's it's both of those. Yeah. Has it got to the stage now where you've got so many birds on your life list that you've actually gone over to the birds and I mean the butterflies and the dragonflies and the damselflies? Is that the excuse? It's it's part of the reason, especially around Cape Town, there are fewer birds to add. So if I'm birding around Cape Town, it's great to have some other other creatures to look at. But there are definitely still a lot of birds I can add to my list. Um, last year when I went to KZN for the first time birding for, for birding, um, I barely <laughs> had time to look at the butterflies because there were just so many new birds. So birds are definitely my first passion, but butterflies and other things are also great. Look at That's cool. Yeah, um, I've I've decided that I'm gonna leave like butterflies and damselflies and all these other flies until I actually manage to learn all the bird names first. Because to to actually learn the other names, it's just gonna be too much for my brain. <laughs> People think um, larks and cisticulars are difficult. Wait until you get some some of the, the butter, blue butterflies. <laughs> it's quite tough. <laughs> I, I'll never forget when I went out with um, Steve Woodall the one time. I said, oh, look, there's a butterfly. He's like, no, that's a moth. I was like, uh, okay, is that one a butterfly? No, that's a moth. Okay, never mind. I give up. <laughs> okay, so um, how long have you actually been birding? So I've been birding for quite a, quite a, while, quite a while now. Um, my grandpa introduced me to birds when I was very young. I don't actually remember exactly when, but my first birding memories with him are from around seven, when I was around seven. That's when my grandparents gave me my first pair of binoculars for my birthday. And I have memories going birding with them in Personbosch and in Wonderplay, which are great local birding spots in Cape Town. And um, just going birding with them. And that's where my earliest birding memories are from. And that was um, about 12 years ago. So I've been birding for about, about 12 years. But it, when I was... 14, so that was in 2015, I joined the SA Rare Bird News Alert, and then the next year I joined the Cape Bird Club, and that's when I started to get really passionate about birding. So I've been birding for quite a while, but seriously for um, about five years. Nice. Um, and where do you reside in South Africa? I know you already sort of answered it for us, but for those who might be curious, where about do you come from? Yeah, so I've lived my whole life in Cape Town, for the best birding in the country. Um, but yeah, I, I was 
I've, I've grown up here, Cape Town. Yeah, that, that bit about the best birding is a little bit debatable, <laughs> I, I must say. Like, I don't think I'll trade in KZN anytime soon. <laughs> so most of us love the thrill of a twitch and the, the whole excitement that comes with finding that one special bird. And you mentioned to me that you love twitch, going on a twitch. Um, what are some of the birds that you've seen recently, rare birds or really exciting birds for the area? Yeah, so I, I definitely enjoy going on a twitch. It's always exciting at the adrenaline rush when you get the rare bird alert message come through and then the rush down to go see it. Yeah, Cape Town has this remarkable ability to attract great vagrants. And so recently I've been quite fortunate to get some really good birds. Um, actually, just this past weekend, we had two American golden plovers seen in Cape Point, and I was fortunate to get both of those. And then as I was coming back from seeing those birds with friends, um, the alert for a bad sandpiper in Spunfontein came through, and we made a quick rush down there. Unfortunately, um, we were heading in that direction already, but we were fortunate enough to get that bird. Um, I actually was there morning getting better views of it and so it was awesome so we had some really good birding just recently now and a few weeks ago we had the western cape's first long-toed lapwing seen um, at uh, replay nature reserve and just in the north um, part of cape town and that was also a lifer for me and it was really awesome bird to go see that's cool. I've also seen a couple of times there in Cape Town, like you guys, you guys will get birds that are common for us, and then like it makes a big hype for you guys, like us, the dark cap bulbul and the the Goliath heron a while ago. I was like, but those are so common. And then somebody corrected me, like, no, actually they're not common in the Western Cape. I was like, okay, okay, I'll forgive them for that one. <laughs> yeah, I actually went to go twitch that dark cap bulbul in Muscle Bay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite funny. I've seen so many of them up in Kruger and then when I've, I've gone into Eastern Cape, uh, but it's the, only the second time it's been seen in the Western Cape. So it was great to go spend a day with friends and go push that. I think we can send some of the dark cap bubbles, yeah, because they, they tend to trick us a lot here in KZN. <laughs> yes, please. You can send some down and then we can get it in the Cape Town 150 Challenge. That would be great. Uh, what are some of the special birds that you may have seen that you think those of us who still want to go birding in the Cape would love to see? Like some of the birding specials there in Western Cape. Oh, Cape Town's really special when it comes to endemics because just about around two hours drive from Cape Town, you can get to so many different habitats. So if you go north of Cape Town, you get to the West Coast. If you go inland from Cape Town, you get into um, the beginning of the Tankwakaru. And then if you go along the south coast, you get the Overberg and there's some interesting forest patches and quite special birds there. Um, and mainly, the, the main attraction for Cape Town is obviously the Fainbos and the Fainbos specials. So we've got seven Fainbos endemics. So that's the orange-breasted sunbird, Cape sugarbird, Cape rock jumper, Victor warbler, Cape siskin, protea canary, and hottentot button quail. And those can all be seen uh, in 
a two hours drive from Cape Town. Um, yeah, they can, some of them can be very tough. Hottentot, uh, Button Quail and Protea Canary, especially. Um, Protea Canary was the last one of those that I get. It's, they can be quite tricky to see. Um, but yeah, there's some really special ones that you can only get down here. And on the West Coast, you've got birds like Cape Longbill Lark, Black Harrier is also a really special bird. Um, one that I always look forward to seeing when I go to West Coast National Park. And if you head towards Tankwa, you can get, sometimes get birds like Peru Aeromomola, which was a, a lifer that I got this year. I was very happy to, to see that. And also recently in the Tankwa, I've seen Cinnamon Rest Warbler and Layard Warbler, which are, were, they were both um, Western Cape birds for me. And it was great to, to see those because birding in the crew is probably um, one of my favorite things to do. It's such a beautiful habitat. And even though they're not the numbers that you see in other parts of the country, the quality of the species is just amazing. So it's, it's just awesome to bird there. That's cool. There's some really awesome species that you've just mentioned. I, I, I'd love to see them. I think I must come visit the cave sometime. <laughs> yeah, we, we also have the advantage of being on the coast. So we've got some really great pelagics that go out from Simon's Town and see awesome birds um, there. And there's always the possibility of something really mega turning up on one of those trips. So you can get some really good birds there. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm still nervous about going on the sea, even after Zach's talk last week. I'm like, I don't know if I actually want to do it. <laughs> there's the bonus of getting awesome birds, but then there's the sea. And the sea is the way I have my issue. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't done too many pelagic, but the ones that I have done, I, didn't get, I was fortunate not to get seasick. But yeah, I'm... I've learned from other birders what their concoction of medication is, and I will just try try that to make sure that um, nothing happens if I go out. That's cool. Um, I was also told that you're quite involved in the Cape Bird Club, and you actually alluded to it a bit earlier that you're involved in the Cape Bird Club. Um, so what is it like being part of a bird club in, from your perspective? Um, as a young birder, what is it like? Um, is it something you'd encourage other young birders to get involved in? I found it to be a really great experience. And before I joined bird club, I hadn't really done that much birding with other people. So it mainly been birding on my own or with my family, with my, gran my grandparents. But joining the bird club allowed me to meet a whole lot of different people that I might not otherwise have met and to learn from more experienced birders. And it's a great place to meet like-minded people and you can make some really great friends there. Um, and it's, for me, it's been a great experience. And I think it would, it, I, would, it, I would definitely encourage other young people to join a bird club. Or if you're not gonna join a bird club, find some way to get involved in the birding community because it's such a great community. The people are really great and Birding with friends is, is such always a great thing to be doing.
Yeah, usually when I go on a birding trip with um, the bird club or something, I usually just keep quiet because there's so many people who have been birding for years and years and years. What they've learned about birds, well, sorry, what they've forgotten about birds, I'm still learning. So, like, I usually keep very quiet when I'm on the trips. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely right. I've learned a lot from birding, birding with the more, the more experienced birders. And my, my skill level has greatly increased from just being in the field with them and, and pointing out the different calls and different ID features that are good to use for separate really tricky species. Um, especially like uh, on the West Coast with when it comes to wader watching. Uh, the ex experience is really important when it comes to telling apart um, some, of, some of the species. And to be able to learn those kind of skills from more experienced birders is, is really invaluable. Cool. Um, what are some of your favorite birding destinations in South Africa? Because you've said you've traveled quite a bit around South Africa. What are some of your favorite birding destinations? Um, yeah, so last year I went to Kruger, um, Northern Kruger for the first time. I've been to Southern Kruger when I was quite young, but I wasn't a very good birder then. And it, was, it, just, it just blew me away with the number of species and the, the quality of the birds there. It was amazing. But it's also, it's, it's really hard to choose a favorite spot because they're so, uh, so, they're so different and different places have different things that make them so special. Um, I've, also, I've also really enjoyed birding in KZN last year when I went to go visit family I was able to bird there for a few days and I saw also some really awesome species like spotted ground thrush all those kinds of KZN specials but I think probably one of my favorite places even Kruger and KZN aside is the Northern Cape and it's such a beautiful empty space and the birds there are so special and localized like some, some of the larks there are in, in my opinion, some of the most beautiful birds um, in the country. And they, they're just such special birds to be able to see. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably one of my favorite places. But yeah, I'm also a bit biased living on the side of the country. <laughs> so, so we've narrowed it down to province, not, not birding destination, because it's, it's too difficult to choose destination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Northern Cape, like a lot of it's fairly similar in some places, but like most of my Northern Cape birding has been around um, Carnarvon, more central, um, central Northern Cape. Um, I've been to some of some of the other places, but Carnarvon is and that area around it like has some really great larks and. Like, I think the one day when we were, we were birding there, I think we, we, we had an atlas flash in the area. And the one day we got five, I think it was five species of lark in one pen pad. Um, and it was, it was just such an awesome, awesome experience to be able to see that many larks there. Sure, that's cool. Um, what are what are you currently doing? Are you working? Or are you studying still? Or what what are you doing at the moment? So currently, I'm doing a, 
the BSc in biology at UCT. Um, so I've almost finished my first year, finishing next week and on holiday for a bit, and then go birding. <laughs> um, yeah, that, 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 that's what I'm, I'm currently doing. Okay, that's cool. And, and what made you decide to choose that field of study? So quite early on, I decided that I really wanted to like, contribute towards bird research or more research in general, especially with a conservation angle. And um, in terms of my passion is birds, that was that direction a little bit. And since the bird research program uh, institution at UCT is one of the best in the world, that was definitely, and I lived in Cape Town as well, it, um, it was one of the reasons why I really wanted to go study biology there. And yeah, so one day I'd really like to do research in birds to make a difference in conservation. That's awesome. And you are not waiting t- until that day. You are already actually doing something. You're doing what they call citizen science, which is something everybody can do. Um, you can do atlasing, you can do bird rigging and all that. And you said that you actually have a passion for that. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I... Um, the citizen science I do is um, atlasing and bird ringing. So atlasing, I'm still getting started with that. Uh, so I recently got my driver's license, so that's going to make it a bit easier to get all the different parts of the pentads. Um, and some of my friends are quite seriously into atlasing, and they definitely motivate me to go out there and try to get as many species in the pentads as, as possible. Um, but then I also do bird ringing. So that I've done for a couple of years now, and I was fortunate enough to be trained um, by um, Dito Ashadlius, um, who, who, who used to run the Safring program. And I, I recently got my license with that. And this has been amazing to be able to learn um, about birds in the hand. and it just added a whole different dimension to birding and my love for birds. It's just, yeah, it's been a really great experience to be, to learn that skill and to do bird ringing. So that's, that's really cool. Like, I mean, it's, it's awesome that you're actually doing something already for science and you're still studying science. Um, I think a lot of people would like to say, I know we'll just wait until we actually get the degree or something before we actually do it. But I'm so glad to hear that you're doing something about it already. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really uh, great to, to be able to do something that's actually um, worthwhile and it's, it's making important um, contributions towards a data set of information about birds. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you think young birders who who'd like to contribute to citizen science how do you think they can actually get involved well i think to to get um, young people or anyone involved and interested in citizen science it's it's not just present like presenting it in a engaging way make it fun and exciting that is a big part of how to get people involved but i think it's also showing them how important the contribution that they're making is so atlasing, it's a really fun challenge to be able to try and get as many species as you can in a pentad, but it's also providing really valuable um, d- 
distribution uh, information about birds. And that can um, make a lot of difference when it's making, um, when it comes to making distribution maps or seeing how birds have either increased or decreased in an area over time. So it can make quite a difference in, in science and conservation in that way. Uh, and when it comes to bird ringing, we can learn so much about having the birds in the hand. We can take a whole lot of measurements so we can learn about the, how the birds are molting and how what their proportions are. So if you catch a species over time, you, in a certain area, you might be able to see how a bird, the how the population is changing um, in response to different factors, climate change and those kind of things. And then if we catch a bird that's been ringed, um, you can see what's changed about the bird, how, how long it's um, been alive for, and then also its movement. Uh, that can give quite a bit of insight to how uh, the birds are living. Sure, that's really awesome. I'm so glad that I managed to get you on for a chat, um, and I'm looking forward to chatting to you again sometime soon when you when you become the next David Attenborough. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that that will happen. But yes, I, I'm. Yeah, I'll just great to chat to you. I'm, do you, do you want to be referred to as somebody else? Like, what, um, let's see who else we have. Hugh Chittenden. We have a couple of these other greats in the birding. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm nowhere near, near that status yet. And not by any means. <laughs> well, all I can say is thank you so much for joining me today for this chat. Um, it was really awesome to chat to you. Um, and onward, onward and upward, may you, your lifeless grow. <laughs> Ah, thank you. Yeah, if you, if you're ever down in the Cape and you you want to go see some of the, some species, yeah, just let me know and I, we can we can organize something. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I need somebody who's got knowledge in birding. <laughs> thank you so much for listening through right till the end of this podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media and to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast list.